I'm Maeve Doyle and this is A Private View, a podcast series featuring interviews with key figures in the art world, the art market, artists, curators, critics, auction house experts, art dealers, gallerists, curators, and other individuals who are redefining and reshaping the world of art as we know it. I'm here with Lauren Baker, who had a life before being an artist and rediscovered herself after time in Ibiza. She is known as a light artist and a neon wordsmith and an incredible believer in saving the planet, an advocate. Like Nan Golden, you'd wonder, is she an artist or is she an activist? She's here today as an artist. Hi, Lauren. Hey. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you too. And how you made it here on the busiest time of the year, four days before you're about to install a sensitive and delicate light show, I don't know, but thank you. (laughs) No worries. I've hardly slept, but it's all good. (laughs) Tell tell me what you're working on for next week. Uh, I've got got questions about, uh, you have a really interesting story about how you got your start in the art world and mm-hmm. and what inspired you to make these decisions and uh, how you see your life in the next 10 years. I've, I've talked to you, so I know these things. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone to hear it. But before we do that, let's take care of business and okay, tell cool. people who don't know your work where you're installing, where they can see you next week, and, uh, and what's on your mind. Cool. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Um, so I'm launching... My project, which is a mission to plant 8,888 trees in the Amazon, and it's called Amazon Infinity. And it's it's like the second uh, launch because the, it, the first initial launch was at the Tate Exchange, and it was actually before the big fires in the Amazon. So back in July... I did my first installation about this really important project and that was called A Letter to Mother Earth. And at the Tate, I I basically wrote an open apology, a letter to Mother Earth on behalf of the human race. And, and I, you know, thinking about how we can communicate with nature um, because, like, Plants actually have a frequency. Everything, everything is energy. Everything has a frequency, and so um, plant, the frequency of plants is up to twenty-four hertz. So when I thought about communicating with nature, um, I I wrote and I spoke my letter to Mother Earth, and then through software, I translated that into sound waves. Because with um, plants being at 24 hertz, that's within the range of human consciousness. So I knew that that was the right way to kind of communicate. So I did this big, huge installation where I projected the light um, sound waves at the Tate. And that was the launch of the campaign. This is the second stage now where it's at the other art fair. And I've created a really huge, um, it's three and a half metres by two and a half metres. It's a it's a big sculptural white ethereal tree. And I'm going to project the letter onto that. And there's going to be sounds and smells. So it's like a multi-sensory installation. And my, um, my mission to plant the trees is, um, yeah, so I, I just feel so passionate about it. And I've planted 888 myself to kind of get things moving. Every what, time, is, what an interesting number. Yeah, it's, it's an... And I know you're in numerology. Yeah, I am, yeah. So I studied metaphysics when I was in Guatemala. And part of that was numerology. And it's... Um, 
yeah, it's it's obviously the symbol for infinity. And um, every time you plant a tree, of course, the seeds scatter and there's a ripple effect of more trees. So my mission is to plant 8,888. And I'm encouraging the public to get on board. And when they see the installation, there, there will be like a card reader. And so people can tap um, to buy a tree. And I'm collaborating with One Tree Planted Charity to plant the trees in the Amazon. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. When I spoke to you last year, I don't remember this idea being part of your mm. language. Yeah, when new. did you get inspired? Well, it first started eight years ago, the number eight again, um, when I was in the Amazon. And basically, this is back, you know, when I, I'd had the corporate job. I, 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 was, uh, I read a book called The Power of Now. Eckhart Tolle, Vancouver. Right. Yeah. I remember speaking to you about yes. that. The yes. link. Yeah. Um, and so as soon as I read that book, I turned the last page, quit my job, went to South America because I'd never been there before. I knew I needed to be in nature and that's all I knew. Um, and, you know, what happened next I, was not expected, but I ended up joining a street art project in Brazil and then carrying on through the rest of um, the journey through South America, ended up on in in the Peruvian Amazon and that's when I met um you know these amazing shamans and I was like deep deep in the Peruvian Amazon the sounds of the jungle were deafening I'd fasted for seven days I was meditating and this is when I had the epiphany that I was an artist so it was kind of like nature really opened me up to um receiving this kind of wisdom around spirituality and creativity and freedom and expression. You mean there was no trace of this in your past and previous life? It wasn't your mom or your dad or, or no, your I job? You definitely had a spiritual experience while you were away. Yeah, like I, um, I, I got an ear for GCSE art and then like it wasn't art, wasn't really in my field. Um, it was just just not really it didn't feel very available to me um so then I, I I didn't touch art again until I was in the Amazon well until I was in Brazil um where I joined the street art project at age 28 so it's like seven years later now um yeah so so basically that's the, the you know the initial inspiration came from like being in the Amazon and then um eight years sorry it's eight years later um that's when I decided to like, it's like nature spoke to me and then eight years later I'm speaking back to nature and then this is like the next installation next week where there's an open dialogue with nature. Yeah. An endless conversation, Laura. Yeah. I think an endless conversation. I'll just tell the the listening audience in case they think they know you, mm -hmm. they may, because you did sort of a neo-Bruce Nauman body of light work that was around London uh, and very inspiring. Uh, things like we all shine brighter when we're together. And what were some of the beautiful light pieces that you did? I, my mind, my memory mm. fails me. Can you talk a little bit about the light work? Yeah, sure. The one I'm most known for is um, my life mantra, which is everything's going to be fucking amazing. Um, but then uh, I did a whole series of work called The Colour of Energy, which is about um, I started meditating a lot more in the last couple of years and 
that's when I started listening to sound frequencies. So I listened to the frequencies of the seven chakras and then visually interpreted what that energy looks like. So the heart being 431.1 hertz. And then, you know, what does that what does that energy actually look like? Um, and then created my like chakra collection of the color of energy. Yes. And you had a, a studio or a gallery in Covent Garden mm. because I do Joe Good show. I'm her arts correspondent. And yeah. Joe Good phoned me up. This is someone who has a show five days a week for three mm. hours a day and meets everyone. Mm-hmm. And she phoned me up after being to your gallery in Covent Garden, moved by the experience. She admittedly struggles with contemporary art. Mm. And you gave her a, chac- a chakra reading while she was there. Mm-hmm. She is the person who, call- who, who turned me on to you, if you, for want of a better phrase. So when the BBC hardcore girls come in, yeah. uh, come to you and say, I've seen an artist that you can't miss. Yeah, it was really special because um, I set her up in front of my immersive multisensory artwork um, where you listen to the sound of the art and you felt the vibrations of the art through a Rife machine. And and then I invited her to, to breathe in time with the glow of the undulating glove like the neon turning on and off very slowly so it was like a long meditative breath and she had an out-of-body experience like live on radio which was incredible and then people just flocked and it was yeah it was exciting yeah how did you find your first couple of years as a fine artist were Mm. you in Ibiza why do I think that you based (laughs) yeah okay good (laughs) before um before I became an artist I basically had I have a lot of energy and a lot of passion and I put it all into telling me I put it all into partying and I just had an amazing time in Ibiza and then and then I once I had the epiphany Um, then I put all that energy and enthusiasm and passion into art and creativity and it was a lot more rewarding. (laughs) So what are you building on the fourth or for Mm. the other art fair, which I think you're installing on the first? What's coming up next? Yes. SW1, correct? Victoria House or something? Yes, Victoria House. Yeah, so it's it's a large-scale um, ethereal white tree. And then I project the letter to Mother Earth, the sound frequencies in light onto the tree. And then you'll kind of smell the sounds of the... You'll smell the Amazon and you'll hear the sounds of the Amazon and it'll be kind of all interwoven. Um, and then, you know, I'm encouraging as many people as possible to, like, tap and buy the trees. And um, there's, like, an incentive on on my fundraising page um, but my question to you mm, as a businesswoman I know I interrupted what are you selling I'm I'm encouraging people to buy trees in the Amazon. How do you pay for this you can literally like tap your card no no how do you pay for it like how How did you pay to get this fundraiser oh yes at the moment we're all questioning where financing for museums and galleries and Ah, things are coming from so if whether it's the Sacklers or BP awards or everything's under scrutiny you studied business and finances how are you financing a project yeah I'm so grateful because um there's the other art fair uh co-funding it and um MTR agency led by Maureen Tangai. Oh, I've heard good things about She's them. She's amazing, and mm-hmm. the whole art agency is. Aren't they yeah. one of the first fine art talent yes, agencies? Yes, they are, and I'm really proud God, to be. God, that was on a missing books. niche in the market, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, big time. Are um, you on their books? I am. Yeah, I'm really proud to be, and um, and they're leaders in sustainability. And so, and it just, you know, our values are just so aligned. So it's amazing that they're um, co-supporting the project as well. Um, yeah. Tell me something about you as an artist and your, mm. your 
days as an artist, your discipline mm. as an artist, your how you structure the day? Um, so how do I structure my day? It just depends. I've got I've got like many projects happening at the same time all the time. Um, so uh, it, uh, they all come at once, you know. I'm, I've got um, I've just I'm doing four exhibitions at the moment, and I'm also doing like two really large scale installations. Um, in uh, that's we're preparing for the Saudi desert. I don't know how much I'm allowed to tell you, but that's enough. Yeah, it's really, really, it's the it's the biggest best work I'm going to ever have made, and and I've been so busy um, working on that. So that's coming out at the very end of this year, um, and um, yeah, it's exciting because a lot of my uh, collectors are like asking me to do pieces, but really large scale. And I, you know, I want to do that, but it's amazing for them to like be requesting it and commissioning it. So everything's just big now. So you know? for the for the listener, mm. it's important for me to describe your appearance, which is very distinguished and artful. Uh, Lauren always looks like a piece of art herself. Uh, <laughs> she makes a business suit look feminine by her color choices you have a a charming way of wearing hats on several occasions mm. what does fashion mean to you oh um i just see it as another form of creativity um so you know any anywhere actually i wrote a poem for the first time in my whole life like last week and i was like wow how amazing like a new form of creativity and I just see that every day it's like a chance to like express yourself isn't it and my hats are like my signature thing I've like always worn them I'm a bit obsessed with Andy Warhol at the minute so I'm gonna say your hats are like the Andy Warhol wig cool (laughs) cool I am rushing rushing back because Lauren has more than a little work to do but I want her to tell you where she where you can follow her career uh, where you can see your next what's up next and I want you to make a commitment on air that you're coming back to talk to me again about what's happening in your world. 100%. Thank you, Lauren. Yeah. So um, you can follow me on Instagram at Lauren Baker Art and um, sign up to my mailing list um, on my website, laurenbakerart.com, and then you'll get invited um, to the art fairs and the exhibitions and see the new art releases. And we launch at the other art fair for the big installation on the 3rd of October through to the 6th. And I'm also Victoria at Row, SW1, yeah. perfect. Or Victoria House on Southampton Row. Yes. Got it. Yes. And I'm also. Google other art fair. I'm also at um, Monica Art Fair that week as well. And lots more to be announced. Now, you also do workshops in your studio. Does that go up on Instagram before you start them? Or is that something more private? So I am really into inspiring as many people as possible to be creative and um, that's where I found my happiness and joy and excitement in life and I just want to share that so um, I do a lot of like art talks on unleashing creativity and I, I've recently did one um, for the Institute of Art and Ideas and Philosophy and yeah so that so you kind of just have to be on the mailing list to kind of find out when I'm doing my next ones but yeah. I've just launched a huge studio um, four and a half thousand square foot in Hackney Wick opposite the station Congratulations. Yeah. So we've got a viewing space and the studio upstairs. Um, Maybe we can come out there one time and do a pre-record and play it out if you care to share it with the wider audience. That would be incredible. You have this dynamic agency. If Mm. anyone wants to look them up, where can they find them? I think it's so... uh, 
amazing that finally there's an agency rather Definitely, than yeah. Where so would people find them if they were looking them up? Them. So MTR Agency um, on Instagram and the same for their website as well. You've been listening to A Private View with me, Maeve Doyle. I'm Maddox Gallery's Artistic Director. I'm also BBC Radio London art critic. I'm a curator for Paddle 8. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, check out the Maddox Gallery website for easy updates. Follow me on Instagram at mavedoyle.art. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye for now.